I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. As always, I'm George Faust, joined by Karaski Mill. Tonight, a former Cajun softball great will be inducted into a Hall of Fame. And plus, uh, we'll talk some college basketball as we look into the Cajuns, both men and women, releasing their Sunbelt Conference schedules. But first, hey, that's where we're going to start with the Cajun hoops. The Sunbelt Conference releasing their schedules for the coming season. The men will play 18 conference games this season. Louisiana, which reached the SBC championship game last season, will begin conference action on Thursday, December 29th at Coastal Carolina and conclude their regular season matchups at home against South Alabama on Friday, February 24th. Louisiana's schedule features home and home matchups with Sunbelt newcomer Southern Miss, in addition to ULM, South Alabama, Arkansas State, Texas State, and Troy. That's along with Friday's contest against South Alabama. Louisiana slated to play all four of the Sunbelt's new conference members during next season's campaign. The season will conclude with the 2023 Sunbelt Men's Basketball Championship in Pensacola Tuesday, February 28th to Monday, March 6th. Now, I had a chance to talk with Coach Marlin a few weeks ago about the players on this team and their level of commitment to this upcoming squad. The, all those guys are, are bought in and along with Kentro Garnett, Kobe Julian had surgery. He's out right now from workouts, but uh, Jordan Brown, Isaiah Richards. I like our group. We've got a really good core group coming back. Got a couple all-conference players in Jordan and Kobe, and then Greg made all tournaments. So, and Jalen played lights out. He was big for us down the stretch too. Looking forward to this year, and I think, uh, you know, with Jordan Brown uh, back in the middle, I think we've got a guy that can really score the ball. I look for him to have a breakout year. And then I look for Greg and Jalen and Joe and Carter, all the other guys that were on the team to step up their game as well. We're going to add a couple of players. We have added two from Texas, one from Plano, one from Houston. Uh, both can really score the ball and we'll probably wind up taking another guard or two. And that's not the only schedule we know about, George. Absolutely. The Sunbelt Conference and the Cajuns also releasing the women's basketball schedule for conference play. The league slate features three of the new members in the league in Southern Miss, Old Dominion, and James Madison. Louisiana Open Sunbelt play Thursday, December 29th. It welcomes Georgia State to the Dome. Two days later, the homestand continues New Year's Eve, Coastal Carolina. The Raging Cajuns get their first taste of road play on Thursday, January 5th at Southern Miss and Saturday, January 7th at Texas State. The Sunbelt Conference Tournament will again be held in Pensacola, Florida and will run from February 28th through March 6th. All 14 teams will qualify for the event. And this Raging Cajun women's basketball team has new additions to the staff. That's right. Adrian Sanders joins Coach Gary Broadhead in the Cajun basketball program as an assistant coach and the program's recruiting coordinator. Sanders joins the Cajuns after spending last season as an assistant coach at UC Santa Barbara. She also coached at Miles College Southern and Southeastern Louisiana. Sanders played four years at Southern, graduated in 2014, and amassed 950 points, 380 rebounds, 230 assists, and 125 steals. After her collegiate career ended, she served as a player coach for the Louisiana Bayou Angels in the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League, where her team won regional titles in 2016 and 2017. Well, don't look 
away because it'll be football season pretty soon. And hey, it'll be on the calendar for Cajun Nation to enjoy. It'll be the first year under former Raging Cajun quarterback turned Cajun head coach Michael Desimo. As we look to the future, Coach Des <laughs> enters his first season with a host of excitement and a team that returns as Sunbelt champions. The Cajuns will be a part of the Sunbelt Media Days scheduled to take part in the festivities on July 26th and 27th. For the first time in the event's history, it'll be a two-day affair. The West Division will go on the 27th, the East the 26th. Each head coach joined by a pair of student athletes to be announced later. All of the schools, including the new four members, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, Marshall, and James Madison, will be on hand in New Orleans for the event. This is the first year the Sun Belt enters a season as a 14-team conference. The time for talking will be done. Then it'll be time for playing. Five raging Cajun Sunbelt games during the 2022 season will be broadcast to a national audience on the ESPN family of networks. All three of the team's midweek clashes will be picked up by linear networks, while two of the raging Cajun's first three games will be broadcast on ESPN+. Louisiana's season opener at Cajun Field against Southeastern Louisiana, Saturday, September 3rd, will kick off at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Two weeks later, the Cajuns will head to Houston to take on Rice, Saturday, September 17th at 6.30 p.m. That's also on ESPN+. Now the rematch of the 2021 RNL Cares New Orleans Bowl against Marshall will be on Wednesday, October 12th. It'll air on The Deuce, ESPN2 at 6.30. And the contest at Southern Miss on October 27th. And then at home at, against Georgia Southern, November 10th. Also on ESPNU at 6.30 p.m. Game times and television designations for all the remaining contests will be announced at a later date. And in four years time, Louisiana football will renew hostilities with a familiar state foe. <laughs> That's right. The Cajuns play a home and home series against Louisiana Tech. On September 26th of 2026, Louisiana will travel to Ruston to take on Texters. On Saturday, September 8th in 2029, the Bulldogs will come to Cajun Field. This series dates back all the way to 1915. The two teams have faced off 87 times. The last time the Cajuns and Bulldogs met, 2015. Louisiana Tech has the series edge 48-33-6. All right, we have much more coming up on Inside Cajun Nation. After the break, she pitched the Cajun softball team into the Women's College World Series in 2008. Now. She will get Hall of Fame honors. We'll tell you about Ashley Brignac's upcoming induction next. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. We are back on Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks for sticking and staying. I'm George. He's Karaski. I almost went, he's George, I'm Karaski, but it's... Karaski, George, you, you got it. Uh, a member of the 2008 Women's Co College World Series team is headed to the Hall of Fame for the Cajuns. I'm just sticking and I'm stuck. Ashley Brignac <laughs> has been named into the 2022 All-State Sugar Bowl Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. Brignac was a three-time first-team All-Sunbelt Conference selection and a two-time Academic All-American. She was the Sunbelt Conference's Pitcher of the Year in 2008, 2011, and 2012. Brignac was also the Louisiana Pitcher of the Year in 2011. Now, Brignac's career includes seven no-hitters, third in school history, and 133 games pitched. She posted 94 wins, 34 shutouts, and 862 strikeouts. Her teams made four NCAA regional appearances, two super regional appearances, 
and the 2008 Women's College World Series. She will officially be enshrined into the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame on July 30th of 2022 at the committee's annual banquet. She also prepped at John Curtis there in River Ridge, so they're in the New Orleans area. So hence the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation's Hall of Fame. Stay where you are, stick around, we are not done yet. Coming up, I sit down with St. Thomas Moorhead basketball coach Danny Broussard in an encore performance you don't want to miss. That's next on Inside KJ Nation. All right, welcome back to Inside KJ Nation. George Faust here, Danny Broussard over there. He is the head coach for the STM Cougars, but he just returned from a very important trip for high school coaches and we're going to talk more about that coming up uh, but first we're going to talk a little bit about uh, right now it's summertime a lot of basketball summer hoops going on coach just talk about the what it's like off season wise for you guys who've continually uh, kind of made it to the top 28 and yeah. uh, kind of working your way back to to getting into game ready shape regular yeah. season shape actually george in the summertime we really concentrate a lot on the weights you know we try to get our guys stronger you know because sometimes we're not the most physically gifted team out there so <laughs> we try to make sure we're at least strong you know so and look i'm george i'm gonna say this up front up front uh, Nick Cortez is our weight guy. He's in the weight room with him all summer long. And Wesley, my assistant, I, I, I'm serious. I go to games and I kind of watch and observe, take notes. And uh, I don't, I, they hear my voice enough during the regular season. So I just kind of sit back, let <laughs> hear another voice, so to speak. And uh, yeah, just kind of evaluate. So I don't do a ton of stuff in the summertime. Uh, I, I'm at the games watching, but I, I really don't do a ton of coaching in the summertime. Right, sure enough. It, it's kind of just kind of make sure the boys are kind of staying, staying right. in, in, in shape and things Correct. of that nature. Correct. Uh, sure enough. So, so you get, you get done with, uh, this summertime thing and, and, and you'll go into the regular season. But before we get that, you're returning from a trip to Chicago, yeah. a very special trip for you and coach Jim Hightower. Yep. Both of you guys are recognized by a national organization. Tell us a little bit about what the organization was, what, what the award is yeah. that you uh, ended up uh, getting and, and talk about that. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the, um, the way it works, George, is every state nominates a coach in in every sport. I didn't realize it, but there were 12 sports represented. Everything okay. from wrestling, volleyball, baseball, basketball, softball, everything. Every sport was there, and so and there's they they the state sent it in and they narrowed down to eight in each category. And so me and Jim were one of eight guys in our particular sport that were that were nominated to to try to win the National Coach of the Year award. Yeah, sure. Fell a little short, didn't quite come up with the champion, <laughs> with the gold medal, but it really was quite an experience and quite an honor, to be honest. You know, I felt like I was representing the state of Louisiana, the city of Lafayette, obviously St. Thomas More, you know, which I spent 40 years there as a coach. So uh, it was a pretty neat experience, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, you know, you, you met different coaches there. I actually got a chance too, George, to be a guest speaker, because see, the National Clinic is going on at the same time. Gotcha. So, uh, so I, I had a 40 minute segment on basketball, uh, I did a little special uh, segment on special plays, uh, and that was kind of cool too to be able to, to be able to present. Yeah. You know that I never presented at a national conference, so uh, that was that was neat as well. But uh, you know the fun part about it was that uh, I look at it's actually in a town called Altoona, Iowa. Have any of you ever heard of Altoona, Iowa? Probably not. I had never either. <laughs> now I heard of Des Moines, and I looked at the map and said, "Okay, it's close to Des Moines." But I like, what is there to do in Des Moines, right? Yeah, right. So I told my wife, I said, "Hey, look, we've never been to Chicago." Let's plant, we'll go to Chicago and then we'll just drive to Altoona for the actual two days of the ceremonies. So we made it a little kind of a semi-vacation, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, and George, I tell you, I'd never been to Chicago. 
It was a blast. We had a great time. I really enjoyed it. And I got a chance to go to Wrigley Field. Yeah. Watch one of my favorite teams. Wouldn't you know how, how ironic all this is? They're playing the Braves. and <laughs> The Braves and Astros. And I'm, you know, I'm a baseball fan, but gotcha. I like the Braves. My brother Brent is a Braves fan all through and through. Gotcha. So he got a chance to watch the Braves play. Uh, yeah, they were, they were getting swept by the Cubs. The Cubs had won the first two games. We went on Father's Day this Sunday okay. and uh, saw the Braves won. We saw two home runs, three doubles. Pretty exciting game. Yeah. But Wrigley Field was quite an experience. Yeah I, yeah, I have yet to beat a Wrigley Field. Yeah. It comes from my, one of my favorite teams. Best best player growing up for me was uh, was Ryan Sandberg. Ron Sandberg. Uh, you know the yeah. uh, second baseman for the Cubs. Yes. So yeah, that's that's on my bucket list that I haven't gotten a chance to do yet. Yeah. But uh, so so you get to the the conference. You go to Chicago. Yeah. You do all the Chicago things. Yep. Uh, and and then. Uh, Tell, take us through the the banquet and and, uh, and yeah. the ceremony and uh, you, you you brought back some hardware. Yeah. Well, so the first day was the clinic. So I attended the clinic. As I told you, I spoke. Yeah, but I, sure. I attended some other other sessions as well. Uh, one of the hot topics, George, which I, I, it's pretty well known that I'm not a proponent of it, is the shot clock. <laughs> and it's 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 I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming soon. Uh, uh, I couldn't believe that. I forgot what state this guy was from, but he said they've been doing it for ten years. Wow. The shot clock experimental basis. Now Iowa, where the, where it was was hosted. Yeah. They're doing it for the first time this year. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana has not adopted it yet as experimental, but I'm sure that's coming. Uh, and so again, uh, I'm not a big proponent of that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like if you uh, if you know you you're kind of dealt the hand of players you're dealt with, and that's so sometimes I like to do some coaching changes and I like to make some adjustments during the game and maybe yeah. some of the things is milking the clock a little bit when you're playing against a far superior team. This way, you're not going to be able to do that sort of thing. You're going to have to just, you know, to me, yeah. it gives the team with the more talent the advantage because now you're, you're having to shoot the ball every 35 seconds, yeah. whereas sometimes you could shorten the game a little bit. So, yeah. again, George, yeah. if it comes, I'll make the adjustment. I'll do what I have to do. I'll have to do a little research. Yeah, I'll do a little research and say, okay, how are we going to handle this? But uh, I did talk to a few coaches, and uh, they said they just kind of prepare for it and practice a little bit about, you know, making sure that they're not just throwing up shots at the 35 second but that was the kind of the hot topic and then that wednesday was the actual uh, ceremony it's kind of cool how they did it george uh it, it it's a lot it was eight times 12 uh 96 maybe uh people that were and they gave you a little bio while you up there okay, okay. so it's kind of funny they put you like in a holding p pattern so there's eight coaches that are in one sport the next sport you're on the stage sitting in the background and so that way when they get to your sport you're ready to get up there they don't huh. waste any time so it's a pretty pretty well all machine yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, but it was pretty neat to hear all the coaches and their accomplishments and and that sort of thing and then after they announce all eight basketball guys they bring you in a room they take a picture of you in the hallway then you go back out and then after all the sports are announced then they come back and announce the winners of each sport. So they kind of keep you on your toes the whole night. You're kind of anxious a little bit, you know. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of funny. I kind of had a feeling when I, saw, when I saw the guy behind me had 11 state championships, I'm like, oh, it's going to be kind of tough to win this thing. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, he's the guy that won it all. So it, it is what it is. And, yeah, no, but, look, but it was, yeah. yeah. To be mentioned and, yeah. and represent the state of Louisiana yeah. is pretty cool. And, yeah. and so uh, you come back with a little hardware. A yeah. finalist for a national coach of the year yeah. uh, is a pretty cool thing. Look, we're going to talk a lot more. We got, we're going to talk some more STM basketball. We'll talk, right. we, got, we, we got a topic that, that I'm anxious to hear your take oh, on. Okay. You know what it is? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to keep it that way. We're not going <laughs> to tell you what it is until we, go, we bring it up. Uh, but uh, we'll definitely be back right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Much more with STM head basketball coach Danny Broussard and, uh, you know, a national coach of the year finalist there. So congratulations to him. Much more after the break. Don't go away.
Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, Danny Broussard, STM's head basketball coach, uh, also a national coach of the year finalist, uh, won the award, represented Louisiana for basketball. Coach Jim Hightower represented the state of Louisiana for football. Uh, very cool. You, you returned a couple, uh, what, a week ago or so? A little less than that? Yeah, little, back, back about, Friday. Back yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And so congratulations on that. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, basketball here in STM. Obviously, uh, you won four state championships, then you get to a top 28. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what we call it now still. March Madness, whatever you want to call right, it, Final right, Four. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so the playoffs, right. you get to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so uh, that's quite the feat. And uh, so what, what, every year you tell me the same thing, but I don't know what to believe this year because, you know, I have, I have some – shaded eyes this year because yeah. my, my boy plays for uh, another school so uh, anyway but but right. go ahead how's STM look uh, this yeah. year and it, it's going to be interesting Josh uh, I thought last year was one of our better defensive teams you know uh, we kind of switched from our little one to two matchup to a one three one because we were so we actually were one of the biggest teams I had we were actually long uh, I had some you know uh, uh, Christian Landry was about 6'4", long, you know. Uh, Dominic Jenkins in the middle was about 6'6", six, six, and he was big, too. Uh, we had uh, Patrick Dorton in the wing, who really was only about 6'2", but, but he's just a tough get kid, you know, and he, he really played it bigger than he was. So we had a tall front line to throw over and to shoot over and rebounded the ball well. So I, but we, we did struggle to score a little bit. We had more of a defensive-minded team. Whereas this year coming up, I think it's just the opposite. I, mean, I don't know if we're going to be able to stop anybody, but I think we'll be able to score. Listen, we've got a couple of shooters, so okay. we'll see. I may have to break my philosophy about, you know, about guard people and just say, okay, we're going to outscore everybody this year. Hey, a, perf a perfect yeah. time to start working on that shot <laughs> clock, right? That's right. Come hand in hand, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I think, I think we do have some pretty good shooters coming up. You'll see. I mean, so, look, we had some games this summer. We didn't shoot it well, you know, so uh, we'll see. But uh, it is going to be an interesting year for us. Um, a lot, I got a lot of youthful kids, you know, kind of inexperienced a little bit. We did get a few of them in, in some games last year. So uh, it's going to be a mixture, but, uh, but I do like our young bunch. Uh, when, when I, when I, our junior class this year, when they were freshmen, George, I think they went like 34 and 0 and oh, wow. lose a game. Yeah. So, you know, we've kind of built up for that, and, and they're a pretty talented bunch. So, uh, but again, we've got to get better defensively. But uh, I like our chances now. Let me enter this question yeah. <laughs> because that's a perfect segue yeah. into what we're going to talk about, and yeah. that is this new system that is going to be implemented in the, uh, with the non-select select and who is now considered select and which team is now considered non-select. When, when yeah. I heard this, you were the one of the first guys that popped into my head. I'm right. like, I wonder what he thinks. Right. So what do you think? So for, yeah. for everybody's explanation, so now the LHSA has created this situation where it's almost, almost it's pretty balanced, 51-49 yeah. yeah. maybe, yeah. whereas select teams, non-select teams, so teams that like a Ben Franklin or uh, a team that can, can get players from an academy for an academy like right. Acadiana High, oh. uh, they're, they're yeah. select schools yeah. now. Yeah. So, uh, so now it's it's pretty balanced out with regards to that, but that alters the playoff sure. system. Absolutely. So, your thoughts? Yeah, like you said, interesting enough in, in Lafayette. If you take Lafayette Parish, mm -hmm. every school now except which Southside. And I'm, I'm thinking myself, I, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know exactly how this all operates. Right. So I asked myself, wait, why why not Southside? Where as well? I found that that Southside is the only school in Lafayette Parish that doesn't have their academy. Yeah. Somebody has an arts academy, a banking, an engineering, but Southside is just has none. Yeah. So then Southside is going to remain a public school, which they are, right, but right. but all the others, because they can select from 
different places around the city if they want to become in their academy, become a select now. So Lafayette High, KDN are going to be now with us. Uh, so, yeah, George, to tell you the truth, uh, I like the idea of competition, you know, and, and sure. you, you know, we've yes. spoken this many yes. times. I've never was for the split, and I'm still not. Right. And so at least this, it, it brings more of a competitive t competitiveness to our playoff system, you know, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm kind of excited about that. Again, I wish it was everybody, and just let's just go back, yeah. you know. That, if that, is that ever going to happen? Probably not. Because I think now, I think now the public schools are saying, oh, well, we got some of the better public schools who are winning state championships. Now <laughs> got we put them out of here. Now, yeah, now they would the select. So, oh, now we got a better chance. Right. So I doubt it'll ever get all back together again. But I do like the fact that, you know, there's going to be some good competition now. Uh, and now we'll have to battle against some really, really good teams now. The, the Peabody's, the Madison Preps, who are, who, are, who are public schools, but whatever, like you said, select, they didn't yeah. Yeah, are now going to be in our select division. So uh, it's going to make way more competitive playoff system for sure. So I'm kind of excited about that part of it. Yeah, Coach Cook over at Notre Dame had brought up the fact to me that, that uh, you know, now they don't have to sit out two weeks of yeah. playoffs. Like, yeah. uh, that, he, he, he's like, we get on a, on a streak, on right. a mo little momentum, then we got to sit for two weeks, yeah. and then we play in a, a semifinal game. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. well, now we're not ready, game ready. Right. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And also, I mean, the easier path yeah. is that is the sure. old this sure. select the old select right. non select. Right. But the more competitive and hey, not everybody wins right. mentality is this yeah. this is more leaning towards that. Yeah, no doubt. So again, there's some positives to it. I know some people are not uh, you know, don't like it, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I kind of like the idea that now we're going to have to get in there and, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be some wars out there. And, you know, George, I, I always said this, they said about how down it was. When you look at the final four teams in our, in all of our divisions, if you look at the final four, some pretty good basketball teams, yep. select and non-select, you know, yeah. but I think the quarterfinal game was where it used to be, you know, I mean, it was tough, you know, and in, in the past that the quarterfinal game kind of got, I'm not going to say easy, but it wasn't nearly as tough a route to get to the final four. Right. Whereas now with this new division, you're going to have to win a tough, tough quarterfinal game. I, I want to ask you about this, too, yeah. because uh, you don't coach football, but uh, you coach in the same district that football's going to be yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Did, have you looked at the district for, for y'all's di uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Now, listen to this, George. Listen to how the dynamics, how this is going to happen, which, again, I'm not quite sure. Somebody told me today they think we're going to stay Division Two, But when LHSA came out with the, with the list of teams, we're Division One. So, uh, I, I don't know, but if we listen to this, LCA, us, and Turlings, we, when it goes to, we're in the same district, right? right? right. But when it comes to the playoffs, if we stay Division One, we'll be Division One. Turlings will be Division Two, and I'm understanding LCA is going to elect to go down and stay in Division Three. Right. So same district, and they're going to be in three different classifications for the playoffs. I mean, that's, I mean, right. it's, it's wild, really. Yes. You know, right? It's the very, wild, wild west, right? It, it, it <laughs> yeah. is very bizarre. Yeah. It's yeah. the closest thing to what we've had. Uh, when the split happened, what was that, 2013, right? Was that, is, is that for I, th I think it was back, right. back in 2013 yeah. was the last time uh, all five uh, right. classifications played together. All together. Yeah. And, uh, well, Coach, uh, we've come to, come to the end of our time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, congratulations on the award there. And, uh, and look forward to chatting with you in the future. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, George. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.